All right, happy new year, happy 2021, and we're almost at the end of January already. How's that new year's resolution going? Well, if you're having trouble keeping sustainable change and growth in your life, then this episode is for you because today we are here to talk about on Therapy's podcast, New Year, Same Me. This is your host, Guy Hernandez, licensed in marriage and family therapist in the state of California. And today I want to go over my four tips and concepts that I work with clients on when they are seeking behavioral change or growth in their life and they're struggling to keep it consistent and sustainable. And I thought, what better month to do it than January when we have this new year and new hopes and new associations and memories to create that haven't been created yet and plans for our own growth and development because it's just a natural point of reflection for most of us. And and we know that people create resolutions in, in hopes of creating that meaningful growth and sustainable growth and development in their lives. So let's talk about my tip number one, redefining progress. So progress is in the process most often and not in the outcome. Now, if you've listened to my podcasts, all of my episodes, one of my past episodes was about detaching from the outcome and attaching to the process. And the reason why uh, I find this important, oftentimes with clients, not always, of course, but oftentimes is because they have an outcome or an ideal they want to get to. And when they don't get to that in the expected time frame that they want, it can be incredibly demotivating and it can have them framing progress in a way where they actually overlook all of the progress they actually made and they were just solely focused on the outcome. And I'll give you a perfect example here. Let's say someone has a very concrete goal and I'm not knocking having a concrete goal or direction to move to, but of reframing progress so that we can sustain motivation and hopefully sustain growth. If I say, all right, my New Year's resolution is to get in better shape, whatever that means, maybe eating healthier or maybe uh, exercising more. But I'm basing it off of following these concrete concrete ideas or ideals and this uh, concrete measurable outcome. And let's say I stick to this behavioral shift and I exercise more, I drink more water, I'm more intentional about what I'm putting into my body. I get to the end of the week and I go, well, I didn't get to that outcome. I didn't lose the weight I wanted to. I'm not able to run three miles without stopping. But then you looked or you overlooked all the work you just did. You overlooked the discipline you, you put forth in your life. You, you overlooked overcoming those moments of resistance and not wanting to do something and pushing yourself through it to move in a certain direction. You overlook that you're now actually moving in the, in the direction of your goal and your outcome. You just haven't got the outcome yet. And this could be so defeating for some people because if we're measuring our progress off of the outcome, it can be very elusive, unpredictable, and we don't actually control it. We control our day-to-day process and how we get to that outcome. So when any person in therapy comes to me and they're saying, I wanna work on these goals, whether it's a New Year's resolution or not, I want to know about your process. Okay, you have the concrete thing. Well, what about when this barrier comes up and this barrier comes up? Help me visualize what your day-to-day actions are going to look like. And not just your actions, your internal 
feelings and your internal process of what drives your current behavior as it is. And as you attune more to your daily process, you'll realize all of these little wins you have along the way. That morning that I really didn't want to get up and exercise, but I did and my mood feels better. I feel more energized. Right? All of that being progress versus I'm going to exercise all these days to to have a different number on the scale. Not saying that that's a bad thing if that's what you're aiming for, but this is what I've just found most common. So tip number one, redefine progress. Shifting it from outcome focused to finding the progress in your daily process. All right. Tip number two, find meaning and value in your goal. What is the personal meaning and value? And what I mean by this is oftentimes I'll meet with a client in the first few sessions. We're talking about some sort of goal they have. And as I dig deeper, why is this goal important to you? And why haven't you been able to sustain it before coming to meet me or meeting another therapist or just working on it? And sometimes we get to the place where the goal isn't actually important or meaningful to them. It's meaningful to somebody else or to just kind of the societal expectation that they're trying to meet or they think they should be meeting. So then when I break it down, I say, then what's the point of doing this if it actually doesn't mean anything to you? And they go, yeah, it actually doesn't. Okay, so then what is more meaningful to you in your own growth and development? Because you're operating on what you think should occur. And remember, that's one of those common thinking errors or thinking traps, cognitive distortions that can get us into these behavioral patterns. So... Find what is meaningful and identify it. The meaning, the meaning and value in your proposed goal for yourself. There's a book by Stephen R. Covey, I believe, called I think that's his name, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I read this book about eight to nine years ago, and one thing really stuck out, uh, stuck out in the book to me, and it was this quote he had that said, "Private victories." precede public victories and what how i really interpreted that and how i kind of see it in in the work i do with people when they're looking to make some shorter sh shifts is sometimes those goals that they're they're working towards are for the sake of being validated externally by others or to do something that they think others will change their opinion or judgments about them if i do this and i work this hard other people will perceive me as successful. Other people will perceive me as more attractive. Other people will do that. And that's what I'm working towards, right? That's, that's the, that becomes the trap at times. Because then our goals, if they're externally motivated, that public victory that I interpret Stephen R. Kobe to me, then that validation is in, unpredictable and inconsistent and might not contain the meaning that we're actually looking for. So of shifting and finding the meaning internally, again, with those, and even thinking about the process, I'm doing this because I feel better when I do this. Not I'm doing this because eventually someone will validate and, and say something to make me feel better about doing this because someone will think more highly of me. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good to have someone acknowledge your your progress and growth, absolutely it can feel good. What I'm saying is, are you basing your decisions off of what other people think and what you think they should think of you or how you should be perceived? Find the intrinsic meaning. 
I feel good because this is something I struggle with and I was able to work through it. Nobody sees that. No one sees your internal struggle. But that's where you're maybe really gaining some sustainable growth. Wow, I didn't say this thing impulsively uh, when I previously used to in arguments. And I was able to recognize my, my internal triggers or frustrations and, and process it in a more helpful way. No one might see that. No one's going to see what's going on internally. So find the meaning and value for your own growth. Is it driven by external factors or is it driven by what is really important to you? Okay, on to number three. Tip number three, resist resistance and expect the resistance. We as humans tend to stay in the baseline in which we do. It's nice and cozy and comfortable. Um, there's less decisions to be made. It's more habitual and automatic. Whatever our day-to-day behavior is, that is our baseline. And as we attempt to change it, our mind and body's tricky. It'll also attempt to bring us back. So watch out for the, that resistance and resist it. And some of those things might be thoughts that come up, like rationalization, such a good, tricky, sneaky way that our brain is telling us, uh-uh, uh let's just stay here. It's okay if you stay here. It's nice and comfortable. But in that moment, you might be sacrificing the immediate comfort for the long-term discomfort, right? Like any of you that ever written a paper in school or had any project that you procrastinated on and on and on, and eventually you came to the point where you couldn't think about it anymore because it was just due. But all along, that stress kept coming back and you took the long or the short-term uh, comfort of avoiding it than just getting to getting it done and actually off your plate. So instead of getting it done in two days, you had to stress about it for 30 days and do it at the deadline. And we do this quite often and regularly because we're humans. When we say change is hard, we don't really mean that generically. Our body and mind really wants to keep things uh, the same and at the status quo because it's nice and comfortable and predictable. Right, so resist resistance and expect it. And A, if you fall back and go, okay, I rationalize myself out of it, think about what's important to you. Is it important to then get back up and continue on the path or the direction you said you wanted to go in? Because as we expect resistance, let's also expect that it's not going to be perfect, whatever our growth is. It's not going to be linear. It's going to be a process. But if you stick to it, if you stick to the process and keep focusing on your daily process, the hope is that you keep moving in a certain direction. All right, number four. Start with the small steps. Quite too often, we're so eager to jump into this all-or-nothing behavioral change. All right, I'm going to start running five miles every day now. It's like, whoa, what was your exercise regimen before that? Is it likely that you can sustain that? Start with the smallest task and then just get yourself moving. And whatever it is, especially when you when you you sense the resistance is coming on, your mind and body telling you, no, no, guy, just stay here. It's nice and cozy and comfortable. I'll give you a perfect example about myself that seems so meaningless and and trivial to so many people at times. I hate doing the dishes. I actually don't really like doing anything that's not fun to me. I really like and, and driven by fun. So with the dishes, I'll see that big pile and it's a big task in my mind. But how do we wash dishes? One dish at a time. So my, my internal approach became, I can look away from that pile of dishes. It's still going to be a thing in the back of my mind that keeps coming up. Oh, I got, I still got to do that. Oh, I still got to do the dishes. How about I just stand up? That's the first step. 
walk on over. Second step, not thinking about all the dishes I have to do, just what I'm actually doing in the moment. Guy, can you pick up one dish? Yes, I picked up one dish. All right, can you wash that one dish? Cool. And what I find by the time I'm in the motion of it, I just get it done. I look at my watch and it's actually only been a handful of minutes. And I do that over and over again. Resist resistance. Start with the smallest step. I start training my body that it becomes more of a habit to just get things things done that I might be avoiding without overthinking them because I just move in the direction in which I want to go. Start with a small step. For any of you know that, that know me well and and personally, you know that I work with a lot of kids that struggle with school refusal, whether it be to increased anxiety, depression, and maybe it's brought about by bullying or, or, or other factors. And w- we don't start with the biggest, all right, let's get you to school every day. We start with the entire process from getting out of bed, bit by bit, all the way working up to back to attending schools. So sometimes it starts with, just can you just sit up for me? Okay, can you put your feet on the ground? Cool, can you stand up? How are you feeling now? You feeling anxious? Let's take a few breaths through it. Can you walk out of the door? Okay, can you get dressed? Okay, and bit by bit, and as hopefully they get in motion, moving becomes more comfortable. Because we know with resistance and anxiety and overthinking, it likes to keep us nice and still and stuck in place. So see if you can break from that resistance, that layer of uh, that almost frozen paralysis that we can get nice and snuggled into and then later on be like oh i gotta get back to this i gotta get back to this start with the smallest step all right well i hope you enjoyed this therapized dose about goal setting and behavioral change new year same me so let's review these tips if any of them you think you can implement in your life and that makes sense to you you know see what happens and Two recommendations for books on habit. I do recommend the Stephen R. Covey book. It has some helpful parts. Some parts can be lengthy. I did find certain segments that really uh, helped me to conceptualize how and why I was, you know, had the patterns I had. Also, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I will put those all in the show notes. Thank you. I plan and hope and a goal is to put out more regular content this year and be intentional about it. Thank you for listening to this Therapized Dose. Please like, subscribe, and follow to the follow the podcast. You can find Therapize Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, Therapize underscore podcast. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out to me on either of those platforms, or you can email me at thetherapizepodcast at gmail.com. And once again, remember that Therapize Podcast is not intended to replace or be your own professional help. It's just meant to be educational and entertaining and informative, and hopefully it inspires you to figure out which ways you want to take care of your mental health. All right. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.